The following is a Mission Studios podcast. Warning. The following violates social protocol, political correctness, and common decency. We will not be held responsible for any resulting offense, outrage, or indigestion. Coming to you from the Mission Studios in Studio One. I really hate it when I go to the bathroom thinking I only have to pee, I'm going to be quick, and then realize I have to sit down. <laughs> Bring in the fun, the fear, and the exhilaration of the everyday mundane bullshit to your ear holes. It's like one of those nights where you're like you're tired, you just want to jerk off and go to sleep, and <laughs> right you, you, you can't you, you you can't find like any porn that'll get you hard. You're just like it's turning into too much work. I think I just skip the jerking off and go straight to sleep. I don't like those nights. Like, instead of jerking myself to sleep, I cry myself to sleep. Yeah, show sure, everybody what kind of ass you are before you open your mouth. Yeah, okay. Everyone, mount up, get into, and ready for the missionary position. It's Friday. It's December 28th. And I spent the last week using Turkey Drippins' jerk-off loop. <laughs> I'm Jason. And I'm AC. On this week's episode... We wonder if anyone's listening. We side with sexual predators. We dabble in racism. And we hope nobody's going to sue us. So lube up. Turn off the lights. Lay down. And get ready for about 100,000 volts right up your ass. <laughs> this is episode three. What about all this stuff that was going on a little bit ago with all the sexual assaults from famous people and all this kind of stuff? Okay, so you're talking about like all those people like fucking um, Louis C.K. Bill Cosby. I don't know if Bill Cosby is the best example because, I mean, like, he's the pudding guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's been putting his stick in everybody's pudding. <laughs> well, how do you know it wasn't research, right? Because, I mean, you're always hearing people say, like, once you try black, you never go back. Maybe he just wanted to find out for sure. Like, does the same thing work if you've been molested by a black man? Like, you can never go back to being molested by a white guy anymore? Does it taste like a jello? <laughs> you remember all those, like, weird sound effects he'd make when, like, you know, he couldn't come up with any comedy and it would make, like, seizure noises? Do you think he did that, that while he was, like, raping those women? No, I think that was just because he was old and he was trying to get it up to get it in those women. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Ride my fat, Albert. <laughs> Oh, well, explains that guy in the fucking group that always had that fucking hat on. <laughs> oh, the, the Mushmouth or Donald? Where his eyes were through the fucking hat? Yeah, I think that was, that was like, was that Mushmouth or Donald? I don't know. I never paid that much attention to it. I just thought he was funny. Well, the important thing here is that Bill Cosby's a rapist. No, fair enough. But a 30-year-old rapist, like, you know, if it's relevant and it's current, you know, there's, of course, things to do. But come on, don't backlash shit that's been coming up from 30 years ago. Like, this is ridiculous. If it was that much of a problem, you should have said something when it happened. That's my opinion, anyways. I, I, I think that when we do things that are sufficiently shitty, there should be consequences that are unavoidable. I also think that... Um, okay, well, let me ask you this, then. You are middle-aged now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so 30 years ago, you would have been a teenager. Sure. So do you think it's right for you to be prosecuted now for something you did when you were 16? Well, see, when you personalize it like that, it, it's really easy to say, well, no, I don't think it's right because I'm not the same person I was 30 years ago. Right. I'm not the same person I was 20 years ago, and I'm not, well, maybe to a lesser degree, but I'm still not the same person even I was maybe 10 years ago. I think all of us have the capacity to change 
And most of us do change and, and learn from our, our past mis- mistakes. And I think so long as we don't repeat the mistakes continually, okay. after a certain point, I, I think that it is unfair to define us by our past. Because maybe in the past we've done some terrible shitty things, but these are not things that we would ever dream about doing now. Right. But while, even- while I think that, I mean, if you've done something really, really horrible, yes, the consequences of those actions are going to follow you. I think there's a difference between instituting consequences and completely assassinating a person's character. Right. And I, I would hate to be defined by the, the person I was 20 years ago. I was well, a terrible person. Oh, well, yeah, like you're a good one now. Um, I've got a t-shirt now that changes everything. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, so I do agree with you. People do change. People do become different people over time. Not necessarily better, not necessarily worse. People, But, but in general, people do change. Now, this, this is a toughy subject because... A toughy subject. <laughs> <laughs> this is a touchy subject because, you know, everybody's so on edge about, you know, sexual misconduct sure. and, you know, what's right, what's wrong, you know, what's a good touch, what's a bad touch. Can't be bad if it feels good. Or if she's asleep, she can't sing also it's not right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, and if it's a gang rape, I mean, nine out of ten people are enjoying it, so. A majority wins. If you were a predator 30 years ago and you're still a predator, I... I, I think if you're still doing the same shit you were doing 30 years ago, fuck you. I'm going to hold the whole 30 years against you. Right. It if, you, if, you, if, if you did something stupid 30 years ago and for the last 25... You've been a stand-up guy. As far as I'm concerned, you're a stand-up guy. Right. Who learned from, from something dumb that he did. Yeah, I agree. And to fucking destroy somebody like that in the public eye, though the victims potentially, a, a potential, alleged, whatever victims, they may want some measure of satisfaction from seeing this person punished for so what Are you they, talking like revenge-ish? Or? Well, and, and that's what I almost think it is. I mean, like... We're not talking about rehabilitation after a certain amount of time. And if you did something stupid 30 years ago, but like for the last 25-ish, you've been going out of your way to not be that person. You've learned, you've you've grown as a person. Maybe your morals have developed differently. And the person you are today would never commit the acts that the person that you were 30 years ago did. Right. So while anybody who you may have harmed through your actions 30 years ago, they may want to see you brought to quote-unquote justice, I don't see the justice in punishing a person for something that's that far in the past. I, I and, and maybe that is coming out of my view of how the, 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 the criminal justice system should work. I don't believe that there should be a retribution system. I think there should be a re- rehabilitation system. Right. So, I mean, if the person has changed, they've moved on, and they've established a long-standing reputation for being decent, mm-hmm. what the fuck is there to re- rehabilitate? They've well, already done it. And in the same respect, if they have worked hard not to be that kind of a person, the truth is they probably beat the shit out of themselves for the first 10 years changing anyways. I know that I've beat the shit out of myself for some of the stupid things I've said and done in the past. Mm-hmm. And, and And that's the thing, you know, like if... When we remove ourselves from a situation and we want to look at it as an outsider, it's very easy to say, you know what, fuck him. He did the crime, now he's going to do the time. But when we put ourselves in that person's shoes, Uh 
I, I think we're forced to become a little bit more sympathetic and a little bit more compassionate because we all fuck up. Most of us have, maybe not all of us have skeletons in our closet, but all of us have regrets about certain things. We've, we've all done things that we've learned from right. and moved on from. And I, I think that certain people should be given the opportunity to move on and to continue to be the good people and the contributing members of society that they are today. Right. Instead of worrying about the monsters that they were in the past. Well, and, and I, in my opinion, I don't think a lot of people put the shoe on the other foot. They don't look at, well, okay, if it were me, no, and if it's the person that, that had it done to them, I totally understand their suffering. And I understand their need for vengeance or whatever it is. But when it's 30 years later, you know what? You, you best be learning to get over it. It's 30 years ago. Yeah. You know, and, if and you wanted something done, the reality is you should have done it then and there. And, and that's a tough pill to swallow in itself because I, I understand that there are reasons why a person may not come forward soon after or immediately after something's been done to them. I get that. And let's give a five-year window even. And it's the thing. It's like, and, and I'm not trying to um, demonize the, the, the victims. I mean, I can't imagine some of the horrors that some of these people have endured. Mm -hmm. That being said, even though you've gone through something shitty, shitty things have been done to you, you had maybe deep-rooted psychological motivations to hold your silence. Right. After a certain point, I'm sorry, the window of opportunity has been missed. And I, I don't think that your need for vengeance should become the business of the courts or the legal system. Mm -hmm. I think if you've got a need to get vengeance, well, either fucking man up and do something about it personally or shut the fuck up and sit down. You know, the, the person that you want to punish doesn't exist anymore. Right. And I, I think that's just an uncomfortable truth. And, and and it's really unfortunate that that those situations are in our world. It really is. But, you know, how long do you hold on to something? That's why there's a statute of limitation on everything except murder. You know, you can't hold it in the courts for 16 freaking years because you have a little bit ner of nervousness about coming forward. But, yeah, I mean, like, like you say, it's a, it's, it's a tough subject because on one hand, I mean, we... We, we, we've talked about how you can do things in the past and develop and grow past it as a person mm -hmm. and, and turn your life around. On the other hand, we have been on the victim's ends of things. Maybe yep. not everybody to the extreme of like a sexual assault victim, but everybody's been hurt in the past at some point. And most of us hang on to, on some level, these hurts. Right. They do. They do shape us. And maybe we don't unpack them and look at them on a daily basis, but we do feel these things. We get triggered by certain situations. We're reminded of the past pain. Right. And we don't move on so easily. So, I mean... You know, I know, like, from personal experience, there was a few incidents that happened to me. A sexual assault happened. I was never, like, entered. But a sexual assault did happen. Mm -hmm. And I was afraid as hell to go to anybody because I was young. Yeah. I didn't know any difference. And, you know, I never did anything. I never went to the authorities. I never did anything personally about it because one, I couldn't find the person. And two, I had to move. I had to, 
not necessarily move out of where I was. I had to grow. I had to come to terms with it. I had to move forward. So this is coming from somebody who has been sexually assaulted and done nothing about it in the past. You know, I had to let go of that shit or it would have killed me. No, I mean, I think that puts you in a, in a great position to comment on, on like just how difficult this issue actually is. I mean, everybody's looking for a, a clear-cut answer here. They want to turn this into a black-and-white moral issue, and I just don't see it as that. Right. It's not, it's not as black-and-white as people would like it to be. Well, except in the case of, like, Bill Cosby and, you know, some of his victims, at least. That was very black-and-white. <laughs> Vanilla pudding pop. I don't think it was vanilla. I think it was probably more chocolate with him. Oh, he was chocolate. Black and white. <laughs> That's so racist. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> so now I get to play the do I cut it or do I not game. <laughs> and yes, missionary pod cast missionary pod at gmail.com for all your hate mail about there. About I this. think we should start a Rolodex of like all the email addresses that aren't ours <laughs> <laughs> so I can keep track of the one that is <laughs> want to make a per episode donation visit www.patreon.com slash missionary did you see that post where that young kid was in the car and he was complaining about well why are these people bully and blah 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 Okay. That, that was the one that it, it turned out that um, he he was crying that he was being bullied, but what it turned out was that he was actually the bully and the other kid had stood up to him for being a racist little fuckface, right? He, well, it wasn't it wasn't that he was a bully. Well, my understanding was he'd called a, a little African-American girl a nigger. Yes, he used the N-word. I, yeah, sorry, I just really hate that word. I, I despise um, the word myself, but that's what that little piece of shit said. Right. I'm, and not, then, I'm not advocating the use of that word. Let me just please clarify that. Right. And I totally... I'm, I'm just quoting the little fucking bigoted piece of shit. Right. And so his... You know, they're all Southern people, and I don't have anything with that. And I don't have anybody... I don't have any problem with people having different beliefs than I do. You know, whatever. They're doing what they do. And yeah, marry your fine. cousin. I don't give a fuck. Just don't be a racist. Right. And it says here... Oh, here it is. Yeah, I found it. That's a lot of build-up for fucking nothing. And um, it says in the post afterwards, so this is a after the plea for, you know, why do people bully? I'm not going to say any names in here, but it says, so there's a reply to his outcry and, and support from all these celebrities behind him. Yeah, let's, let's fuck off with bullying and all this kind of shit. Please tell me Ben Affleck was one of them because I fucking hate that piece of shit. I don't know. And it says, so I've been off the net for a minute. But I just caught up on this, Keaton story, and I can't lie, I'm laughing my ass off. So, to get this straight, kid makes a video crying about bullies. Video goes viral. Pro-atheists and celebrities start posting pro-athletes and celebrities. <laughs> pro -atheists. I was wondering, like, like, how do you get into being a professional atheist? Because I think I could really thrive in, in a career <laughs> like that. Okay. Uh, okay, so. So, to get this straight, kids make video... Kid makes video crying about bullies. Okay, just can I, can I get something else straight here? No. Um, just for so our listeners know, basic literacy is not a prerequisite to host this show. Okay, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> How long is it going to take you to move your lips through this fucking thing, if, even if you're reading it silently? I'll probably move my lips faster if your dick was in front of my face, but unfortunately it isn't. So. I, I'm going to take a nap. Can you get wake me up when you're done reading it? Okay. 
Pro athletes and celebrities start posting their support for Keaton. What family happened to the starts, pro atheists? Family starts a GoFundMe page. Internet private eyes start digging into the family. Wait, 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 wait. Even if this little fucking piece of shit, and I, I'm saying that to be nice. Well, it, it, it's not his fault what his parents... No, no, I, I know. Just like a Christian. I mean, to, to be fair, he, he's he's a victim of indoctrination of a different kind. Yes. And a terrible, terrible thing that fucking somebody could fill their kids' heads with this fucking nonsense. Yeah, fill them with hate. Yeah. But um, even if he had been the legitimate victim of words, what would change with um, a GoFundMe account? Really? I don't know. I guess the family figured, you know, well, we're not that well off, so we're going to suck some money out of this. Just cash in on this. Yep. Pieces of shit. So the internet private eyes start digging into who the family is. They find out that Keaton comes from a full-blown racist Confederate flag-waving family. Then find out Keaton was bullied because he called a black kid the N-word, and they defended themselves. I'm crying. This is the most 2017 story of 2017. <laughs> yeah, I, I would agree with that. Yep. Absolutely. But I mean, like, if, if you're going to be a a bully well even if you're not going to be a bully say you're just going to like verbally attack another person you have to expect that they're going to give some back to you if nothing else and if your skin is so thin that you can't handle the backlash maybe the best thing to do is just shut the fuck up buy a button sword on your upper lip and pull your over, uh, under lip on top of it oops sorry <laughs> quality production value every step of the way here so thank you matt for for posting that you know what fuck you matt <laughs> well if he was close enough we could but unfortunately he's way down there i i know this guy by name only i mean i we've been friends on facebook i think for a while but hi matt he he posts some pretty funny shit matt who are you who are you no you know he, he looks like the kind of guy that like you could go for a beer with and maybe just, like, have him hold you afterwards. <laughs> he looks like a big teddy bear. Matt, like I just, awesome Matt, can I hold you and sniff your hair? Comments, complaints, or insults? Get into the missionary position on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at MissionaryPod. Or send us an email, missionarypod at gmail.com. So what else did you want to talk about? You said you had a whole bunch of stuff? Yeah, I did last night, and <laughs> then I got no sleep, and now I've got nothing. Well, then you had no reason to forget about it because you didn't sleep that much. It was one of those fucking terrible nights where the only reason that I know I got any sleep is that I woke up from having a dream that I wasn't sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> I was so traumatized by the lack of sleep, it fucking, like, ruined the little bit of sleep I did get. So, That's pathetic. Yeah, I went to bed at a reasonable hour. I woke up from this dream. A reasonable hour I, I, <laughs> According to the clock, two hours later. So, I mean, like at, at the max, it was two hours sleep. And then spent the rest of the night looking at the clock and wondering why I wasn't sleeping. Because <laughs> your eyes were open and you're looking at the fucking clock. Well, that and I was really, really hungry, but too lazy to get up and get some food. Oh, fair enough. What about net neutrality? You been following that at all? The The only surprising part of that story is that anybody's fucking stupid enough to be surprised by the outcome. Yep. Big business always wins. Because not not enough people stand up and fucking do something. About and, and that's I think my my biggest. Well, I've got a lot of problems with a lot of people. I, I've got problems with most people. I'm not going to lie. Mm -hmm. But one of my biggest problems with American society as a whole 
is how okay they are with censorship, both in censoring others and in allowing themselves to be censored. I mean, there's certain societies just don't take so kindly to that sort of shit. I mean, in in Canada, for all the years that I lived in Canada, it's one of the things that I noticed that Canadians just are extremely intolerant of anybody telling them what they can and cannot say. Mm-hmm. Americans, for all of the chest thumping that they do and for all of the outspoken nature of, bitch the, about it a lot. of the culture, they have a funny way of just rolling over when censorship is concerned because... I, I think the problem is that so many of them, not all of them, because I know many wonderful people who do have backbones, but unfortunately it would appear as though the majority of, of people from that culture, they will accept the censorship because they they're, they want to make sure that they give themselves some wiggle room to tell somebody else to shut the fuck up if they're saying something offensive. My problem with the net neutrality being overturned is the same problem I have with political correctness. The same problem I got with any level of censorship is that I'm a strong advocate for freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. And I think that the it's very easy to say that you support freedom of speech, but the only true way to measure how passionate somebody actually is about... Um, wanting freedom of speech is in their ability to listen to ideas that they find disgusting. Because if you're not willing to do that, then you don't support freedom of speech. Mm. If you want to talk shit, you're going to have to figure out how to hear shit. If you can't do that, then shut the fuck up. You're a fucking hypocrite and a liar and a jackass. (laughs) If you were about to make a contradicting point, I'm glad I got the chance to insult you up front. I'm used to it. it. It's something that comes about of often. <laughs> and I'm comfortable with that. As long as I'm the insulter and not the insultee. Oh, now I see why you didn't want to do it on camera and you wanted to do voice only. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I I, I do... Uh, I'm 50-50. I, I partially agree with free speech, but I partially think that people should shut the fuck up. You're going to spread shit that deliberately to hurt people? I don't think you have a right to say it. Why? Why? Yeah. Why Why do you have the right to verbally hurt somebody else? Why should that be a right? I, I don't believe I've got the ability to hurt something else, somebody else. I mean, like we mentioned in a previous episode, revenge is... Or, sorry, revenge. <laughs> Offense is, is taken. It's not given. Right. So just because I'm communicating all sorts of shitty ideas doesn't mean that you're obligated to react to them, positively or negatively. Right. I'm, I, I'm entitled. If you're I'm, saying something deliberately, whether or not the person is hurt by it, if you're saying something with intent, just saying it to hurt somebody, whether or not that is perceived as, by the person that's being hurt, I still think that that's a pretty fucking shitty thing to do. And I'm not saying it's a good thing to do. I'm saying it should, your right to do it shouldn't be legislated away. We're all entitled to our opinions. We're all entitled to our ideas. What we are not entitled to is an audience. And if I'm saying something you don't like, you don't have to stick around and listen to it. So I totally agree with you in the sense that I agree with free speech. I do not think you saying something hateful should be legislated out. I do not. I think society as a whole should be more conscious of what they're doing. They should be held more personally accountable. 
Because nobody is, regardless what the scenario is these days. Accountable how? To yourself. Well, how do you hold somebody accountable to themselves? That's what I'm not understanding. You can hold yourself accountable. Right. Nobody else can hold you accountable to you, though. Correct. And that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that you have the right to make me responsible for my shit. Because if I were to choose to deal in public on a regular basis, which I don't, I should be more self-conscious about whether I verbally or physically want to hurt somebody. That's something that's judged by my morals, by my standard. You don't have a right to stop me from saying whatever the hell I'm going to say. But if we were taught better ethics and better morals... On as a community as a whole, oh, rather than no, no, I, 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 I get that. I mean, we really—that's what I'm saying. Yeah, we should definitely be um, educating our our kids about the the value of perhaps avoiding certain types of communication. But ultimately, if they choose to deviate from that, and if they choose to say things that may be untasteful to others, I, I still think that you've got the right to say whatever the fuck you want to say. Now, mm-hmm. I will add the only exception that I will add to that because I, I don't think that people should be censored. I think that, like I said, you're entitled to an opinion. You're not entitled to an audience. So if, if you say something that somebody doesn't like, it's not up to them to tell you to shut up. It's up to them to just either tune you out or physically leave. Now, I don't expect that every, every situation, every forum should be open to free speech without limits, right? I mean, if you're say like in in school in a classroom i think in an environment like that one person exercising their freedom of speech and offending the other 29 people in the class well that one person should probably shut the fuck up because you're not dealing with like a public place it it, it's it's not like it's a non-structured environment Mm -hmm. people are gathering for a purpose keeping to a regular schedule and if you're going to be disruptive of, of an event right because there's a curriculum yeah, disruptive of an event like that, I I do think that a, a cert, certain code of conduct, I, I suppose, should be in, enforced. Oh yeah, it's and, expected and, and, because yeah, of not, that. I mean, because of that, just, just like you know, you even if somebody was not saying anything, just pacing back and forth, it causes a distraction at at the least. Right. I mean, you you wouldn't want somebody sitting there clicking their fucking pen and just being annoying during a, a math test. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to be sitting there tr- in English class trying to write poetry as a person of color with like some, you know, racist calling you the N word. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I think that that would be the 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 only stipulation I would put. So if you're at a function that has a deliberate uh, set of boundaries meant for specific curriculums like school or an event that's going on with, let's say, a music concert, a venue, that kind of stuff, whatever that venue is geared around. If you're going there, you're going there for an intended purpose. Follow that purpose. Don't distract everybody else from your fucking hateful bullshit yeah. because that's not what it's meant for. For, for, for the most part, I, I think that does a reasonable job of explaining it. Now, if you were to have a demonstration where it's a case of Say you've got a KKK rally, and this is something that's happened over the the, the past year. Sure. You're at a KKK rally, and you've got a bunch of people that are exercising their their right to gather. They're ex- exercising their right to peaceably communicate some ideas that are 
revolting to most of us. Okay. Yes, they're gathered with a purpose. I think that it's entirely reasonable that people that have a problem with these ideas should also be entitled to their uh, free speech in protesting and saying, no, we don't agree with you. We don't respect your point of view. We don't like it. We're not telling you to be quiet. We're not telling you you can't talk, but we're telling you that your ideas do not reflect the, the, the views of the majority, and we're standing up for ourselves and for each other in saying that your ideas are shit. Okay, so so then, to be a devil's advocate, when when is, and everybody has freedom of speech, and, you know, if sort of the reason you're there, if I'm sitting out on a public bench or out at a patio at a restaurant, let's say, and there's somebody standing on the street yelling intolerances, racist, bigotry, bullshit, how long should I have to sit there and put up with it? Well, that's the thing. You're not forced to sit there and put up with it. I am, because I choose to go here for lunch. Well, then... So if I'm sitting down and I'm already having my lunch and somebody all of a sudden walks up and starts their bigotry and all this kind of shit, then... Why am I obligated to move? I'm not even distracting anybody. I'm just there having a piece of full lunch, and somebody's yelling on the sidewalk all their profanities and their ignorance and such. Well, I, I think that there are problems with either extreme. There, there are going to be problems with completely unbridled free speech. Mm-hmm. I think there are going to be problems when we're going to start regulating the holy fuck out of how and when and where and why people communicate. I think that if we're going to end up on a flawed extreme, the extreme that is more desirable is the one that places no boundaries. I would rather live in a world where I've got to listen to all sorts of terrible ideas than to live in a world where I'm not allowed to communicate ideas that I think are sound and pure and true, but may be offensive to other people. As an outspoken uh, critic of religion... This is something that I deal with on a fairly frequent basis. The religious people would think that my point of view is offensive, it's disgusting, and I should shut up. I can Mm -hmm. see the value in communicating that idea. It doesn't always come down to something as cut and dry as racists versus not racists. Yeah, I use that as an extreme example, but... So, I don't think it would be reasonable for me to get shut down because these people think my ideas are gross... Likewise, when I see some bigoted asshole street evangelist standing on a soapbox and screaming at people that they're going to hell and calling people sinners and invoking God's wrath and all these other things, I don't agree with any of that. I think it's terrible. I think it's hurtful. I think it's damaging. And I fully support their rights to do it. Okay. And and that's, I guess, something that we totally disagree on. So for those of us that said, you know, we're wondering what we agree and what that we always agree together, because I don't think the majority should have to put up with the minority. And I, I don't I don't think that if I go to a park and I want to just sit and relax and enjoy my day and, you know, not have any kind of intrusions and all of a sudden, well, I've already been there for 15 minutes. Somebody starts yelling from a pulpit and putting down beliefs that I carry or just yelling and insulting people. I don't think that I should have to be the one to leave. I'm just there to well, relax I, I, and enjoy I'm my day. I'm not saying you have to leave. But no, leave you're it. saying I have to put up with it. No, I didn't say that either. I said that leaving is an option. You can mm-hmm. choose to leave. You can choose to let it roll off your back. You can choose to directly engage and tell the person, I don't agree with you. Shut the fuck up. 
you telling them to shut the fuck up, I don't think isn't interfering with their free speech. When you pass laws and regulations and impose fines and, and legal penalties for people expressing themselves, that's the problem. As so long as we are engaging each other and keeping it on a, on a, on a personal level, I got no problem with that. If you say something I disagree with, something that I find personally offensive, whether or not offense is given or taken, I don't really give a shit. Depending on the the situation, I, I may not be obligated to listen at all. I mean, if you're mm-hmm. in my home and you start talking shit, you know what? That's the one area where I don't support your right to free speech. That's my castle. You can shut the fuck up or you can get the fuck out. If we're on the street, the same exchange happens. I don't have the right to tell you that it's unacceptable by a legal standard. I can't impose consequences on you necessarily, but I can I can talk you down. If you want to scream at the top of your lungs expressing shitty ideas, I can scream just as loud. I don't I don't have to roll over and take it. I can give it back just as hard. And I, I think the, the other thing that people need to realize, too, is that when you're exercising your free speech, you're not doing it in an atmosphere that is necessarily free of consequence. If you open your mouth and you talk shit to the wrong guy, don't be surprised if you fucking loosen some of your teeth. Mm-hmm. Yep. But... You know, and again, you know, we are at an impasse here, and that's perfectly fine. Well, that's fine. I, I'm completely okay with you being 100% wrong on this. And I am totally agree agree with you. You're allowed to be 100% wrong. That's not a problem Yes, you all. are, and you are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening. This is and always will be a politically incorrect version of the Missionary Position Podcast. Mission Studios, the Missionary Position Podcast, their employees or its entertainers are in no way culpable for anyone being butthurt, slighted, or in any way offended. If you as a human being cannot accept that something may sound like a close resemblance to your situation and not be totally about you in your little remnants of an existence, that is your issue. And again, not the responsibility of the studio, podcast, employees, or its presenters. Send your opinions, hate mail, boob pics, full nudes, ideas, or questions in the form of an email to missionarypod at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at missionarypod and like us on Facebook at Missionary Position Podcast. If you are so inclined to help this broadcast get better or just wish to help out, our Patreon account is patreon.com slash missionarypod. 